Here's a theory on Tears of the Kingdom, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, could also be considered the true prequel to Skyward Sword and possibly the resurgence of the Demon King demise. The premise of the game reveals that the goddess Hylia lifted the Triforce and the islands you traverse Skyward to escape a great calamity, on the surface mirroring what happens to Hyrule Castle in the game. The game's logo depicts two interlocking Zonai snakes forming an Ouroboros, a symbol of infinity or a loop. This symbolism suggests the possibility that the entire Zelda timeline may be a never-ending cycle. The curse that Demise cast upon the ancestors of the goddess and the hero could be represented by the two snakes, indicating that Ganon's return is inevitable. Notably, the only remaining link to Skyward Sword exists in the form of the Three Springs and Breath of the Wild, making Tears of the Kingdom the final piece of the Triforce puzzle. Skyward Sword dealt with Demise and Power, Breath of the Wild centered around Wisdom and Zelda, and Tears of the Kingdom is focusing on Link and Courage. Howdy, howdy. Hi. Hey. Welcome back to the Hardcore Podcast. This is episode 26, and I am your host, Christopher Norwood. And I'm your host, Robert Melton. So, I'm excited. Today we are finishing and wrapping up Breath of the Wild and talking about Tears of the Kingdom and our theories and what we think is to come, because this comes out next month, May 12th. Yeah. So, we don't have much longer. Ah, so with the first episode, the the last week's episode, we talked about the first great calamity and the first part of the second great calamity, kind of the lore and just like setting the stage for Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. because Breath of the Wild takes place during the second great calamity. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Let's go. All right. So the end of last episode... I kind of ended with talking about where the game like starts when you actually start controlling Link. So I'm going to go over I'm going to go over that real quick and then we're going to go through it. Cool. Ooh, give me a sec. Would you run up some stairs? Uh, it seems like it. All right. <laughs> so, before leaving the Shrine of Resurrection, we find a strange device nearby called the Sheikah Slate. After meeting the old man outside of the shrine, he tasks us with accessing four shrines and finding the treasure inside. These shrines act as challenges and puzzles for our hero to complete to obtain spirit orbs. So, we got three things right there I'm going to go over very briefly. Sheikah Slate. What is the Sheikah Slate? The Sheikah Slate is a tool created long ago imbued with Sheikah technology that allows the hero to interact with other Sheikah technology, most notably Sheikah Towers and Shrines of Trials. The slate also has many built-in tools, such as maps, sensors, and also allows one to use runes, which are special abilities that aid in tasks and even battle. For example, you have the remote bomb, cryonis, stasis, and magnesis. So, remote bomb kind of speaks for itself. Cryonis allows you to kind of, like, summon, like, a block of ice. Yeah. Uh, Stasis, like, freezes enemies and objects in time. And magnesis just allows the Sheikah Slate to act as, like, a giant magnet. Um, And, again, this Sheikah Slate was made for the champion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was sitting there as Link awoken. Absolutely. To guide him. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Shrines of Trials. That was another thing I mentioned there. 
These shrines act as many dungeons scattered throughout Hyrule. With each shrine, Link will face one of four scenarios. So I want to say there's a total of 120 shrines. Yeah, that's correct. So he's either going to face a tutorial shrine, a puzzle of completion, a test of strength, or a blessing. So for the tutorial, there's only like five of those shrines. I think it's just kind of introducing you into like mechanics in the game. So most of them are going to consist of puzzle of completions, a test of strength, or a blessing. And the blessing ones are usually you have to kind of work. The puzzle is getting to the shrine itself. So right when you enter, like you're already kind of given this spirit orb. Yeah. So there's like three mazes in the game, three or four. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But once you find the shrine, you just go in there and you claim the reward. Right. So that's an example of one. So house within each of these shrines is a Sheikah monk. And upon completion of these shrines, the monk will gift Link a spirit orb which can then be collected and traded at a goddess statue for additional hearts or stamina. So, after completion of these shrines, this is where the old man reveals himself to be the deceased King Rome, telling Link of the events that took place 100 years ago. And again, that was stuff we discussed in the last episode. And how he must put a stop to Ganon, for Zelda's power is weakening. Link is then gifted the paraglider, and here is where... His real adventure begins. The vast world of Hyrule is open for your exploration. Indeed. So, yeah, this is when the game gets, like, really excited. You see this vast world. You can really just kind of take any path you want. Yeah, literally go anywhere. you can go straight to Ganon if yeah. you want. Like That's nuts. I mean, people have done it, but it's very, very difficult. Yeah. So, um, before leaving that area you do have a little bit of guidance. So, with instructions to head to Kakariko Village to meet Impa, Link sets out on his journey to regain his memories and re-harness the control and support of the Divine Beasts in his new quest to defeat Ganon. So, um, yeah, so again, you can take any path, but you are, he gives you a little bit of guidance to go to Kakariko Village and speak with Impa. So Impa is the chief of Kakariko Village and one of the few people still living who experienced the Great Calamity. So again, she's well over 100 years old. Yeah. She's like, because um, what's cool is I've been playing a game called Hyrule Warriors uh, Age of Calamity. And that was supposed to act as like a prequel, but there's a lot of very like contradicting things. So I don't even think the game is technically canon. But you see Impa 100 years ago, and she doesn't look much older than Zelda. So I'm thinking she's maybe anywhere between like 17 to 20, maybe early 20s. Okay. So right now, in the present, she's like at least 120 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's cool is, in that game, you get to play as her, and you get to see how badass she actually was. Whereas in Breath of the Wild, we only see her in this like very old, fragile state. But she Mm -hmm. was a badass. She was a badass back in the day. So again, Impa is the chief of the Kakariko village and one of the few people still living who experienced the Great Calamity. Originally an official advisor to the royal family, but became a leader of Kakariko village after the destruction of Hyrule Castle. Back in the day, was an absolute badass, as I said. She looks very similar. Well, back then she looked very similar to her granddaughter, Paya, um, who we meet in the game. Right. Isn't she like one of the Sheikah... Trying to remember who she was. 
I don't think she plays like the biggest role. I just know yeah. she's introduced as her granddaughter, and I think she like helps her look after some like giant orb that plays a part in the game or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, some like key to one of the shrines that yeah. is really important for Link. Um, I think that key like unlocks one of Link's memories. Gotcha. So again, um, we <clears throat> talked on it last episode. Um, and I kind of said that it was a spoiler because in this game, when you start, you don't remember anything. So a big part of the game is piecing together these memories. Mm-hmm. But what we went over last episode is like all those memories already pieced together. So again, after hearing the guidance to visit Impa, you can really take the adventure how you want, even being able to go straight to fighting Ganon, like I said. But most people's paths will consist of taking back control of the Divine Beasts and using them to help in the fight against Ganon. Along this incredible adventure, you will visit many beautiful and eerie locations filled with memorable and unique characters, such as Pura, Impa's older sister, Robbie, who is kind of the crazy scientist trope character, and Sidon, Mipha's well-loved younger brother along with many more, all helping you in some manner along your adventure. With taking the traditional path to this game and seeking the aid of the Divine Beasts, you'll be faced with a more classic-style dungeon within each Divine Beast along with battling the Blights. So, a lot of, pretty much all the other Zelda games are known for, like, their dungeons. They're just, like, these big, like, temples. Yeah. And, like, you know, there's a lot of puzzles and stuff involved. This game did things differently with, like, the Shrines of Trials because they're much smaller. So these Divine Beasts kind of act as, like, more classic puzzles. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool, though, because all of those shrines are basically all different. Like, there's, like, a couple that kind of mirror each other, and you need clues from, like, some shrines to finish the next shrine. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember one where you have to have, like... You go into it, and it's got, like, these constellations, and you have to memorize the constellation and then go into the shrine, like, pretty close by Mm -hmm. and kind of solve the puzzle there. And then when you solve that puzzle, it gives you information for that that shrine you were just in. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of variety between 120 shrines. Yeah, yeah, which I think some people didn't like that, but I was a fan. I like uh, I just mean, like the the sweet, simple, just quick, you know, kind of puzzle solving dungeons, little mini dungeons. I mean, one of the thing. best things about this game is that there's so much shit to do. Yeah. And yeah. also, you don't have to do all that shit. You can just go and beat the game, literally, as soon as you start it. Right. So, I mean, it's literally up to you how you want to play it. Yeah. No, that is really true. Um. Okay. Uh, so with taking the traditional path again in this game and seeking the aid of the divine beast, you'll be faced with a more classic style dungeon within each divine beast, along with battling the blights. So real quick, the blights are phantom extensions of calamity Ganon created to take over the divine beast and kill the champions. They all resemble Ganon with red hair and humanoid features, but in a very incomplete form. They also have Sheikah weapons imbued within them um, due to Ganon taking control of them and using them for his own purpose. The four Blights use attacks based on the Divine Beast they now control. For example, Water Blight Ganon uses Valruta's ability of firing large chunks of ice at its enemy, while Wind Blight Ganon uses Va Meadow's ability to summon tornadoes. 
So, um, so yeah, these blights are what defeated the champions 100 years ago. Right. Um, so, yeah, no, you have to go out and defeat them in order to, like, cleanse the divine beasts and then free the spirit of the champions to use them to, like, help aid you in fighting Ganon. So, once the divine beasts are cleansed and the champion souls freed, they wait on your mark for the final assault on Ganon. It was here in my playthrough where I decided to seek out the Master Sword, but it is different for everyone. The sword can be searched for and acquired at any point, but there is a prerequisite. To prove you are worthy and ready to hold this power, you must have 13 full heart containers unlocked because the attempt to pull at the Master Sword drains one's life energy, and this sword can only be wielded by the spirit of the hero, this sword being found in the Korok Forest. Yeah, in my playthrough, I defeated one mm-hmm. Ganon Blight, and that at that point, I already had 13 hearts. Right. So that's when I went and got the Master Sword. Because I think in the game, don't you hear like rumor of like a treasure being like hidden away in yeah, the forest yeah. or something? Because so, the way I play games is I talk to every fucking NPC and I exhaust all their dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> Dark Souls talk to that way. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, they, they definitely let me know. But I can't lie. I did look up how to, oh, how yeah? to get it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you cheetah. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Um. So yeah, the sword can only be wielded by the spirit of the hero, so you have to kind of prove yourself by having these 13 full heart containers. The Korok Forest is located in the center of the Great Hyrule Forest and surrounded by the Lost Woods, which prevents all but Chosen from entering and finding the home of the Koroks. So if you played this game, you're familiar with the Koroks. If you've played the Wind Waker, you're familiar with the Koroks. Um, the Koroks are these really cute little creatures, uh, they're spirits of the forest that have tiny wood-like bodies with mask faces made of leaves. They are very innocent and childlike, loving to play pranks. Somehow, they are descendants of the Kokiri. I don't know how, but if you played Ocarina <laughs> of Time, uh, right when you start the game, you're at the, like, Kokiri village, and they're, like, you know, like, humanoid little, like, elves. Yeah. So, somehow, over time, they have become Koroks. Um, but pretty cool. Um, so among the Koroks lives the great Deku tree, who is said to be the guardian of the forest and protector of the master sword. The master sword rests in the pedestal in front of the great Deku tree, where it restores its power from previous battles and waits for its hero. Once you have proven yourself to have the spirit of the hero, and acquire the Master Sword, it is time to face Ganon, because we can't forget that Zelda's power is weakening while Ganon's grows by the day. Simply getting to Hyrule Castle and within its confines is a challenge due to the malice that has taken control of enemies and covers the land between. Once you enter the Sanctum, Zelda exclaims that she is no longer able to restrain Ganon, at which point he finally breaks free of his cocoon and crashes through the floor. At this point, the champion takes their revenge and fulfill their 100-year delayed purpose, weakening an already incomplete Calamity Ganon. So this is kind of when you give the call and all the champions at once um, just shoot, using their Divine Beast, shoot uh, Calamity Ganon, and Mm -hmm. this weakens him a lot. 
trying to find where I left off. <laughs> um, all right, so yeah, again, at this point, the champions take their revenge, fulfill their 100-year delayed purpose, weakening an already incomplete Calamity Ganon. The Master Sword proves once again to vanquish the evil as you defeat Calamity Ganon. But Ganon's obsession with destroying Hyrule prevents it from yielding. Defeat has only unleashed its pure rage. Surprise, surprise. Ganon then transforms into Dark Beast Ganon and breaks free of the castle and makes its way into the wide open space of Hyrule Field. This will be the final battle and the only attempt they have at sealing the evil away. If only Rivali was there. <sighs> if only. He's the true hero. Could have taken him. Yes. <laughs> he is the Neville Longbottom of the story. <laughs> Zelda, using all that she has left... So surprised that she has anything left at this point. Yeah. But using all that she has left, erects a barrier of light around the field because Dark Beast Ganon at this point is like the size of a divine beast, and they're fighting in Hyrule. So she erects this barrier of light to keep this fight contained so he can't escape. Um, so again, she, she erects that to keep him from escaping um, and then bestows Link the Bow of Light which is a weapon of rumor throughout the centuries that is said to have aided in putting an end to darkness time and time again. With this new power, the spirit of the hero and the blood of the goddess are finally able to weaken Ganon and seal him away, ending Hyrule's century-long nightmare. So after dispelling Ganon's threat, the ruined lands of Hyrule begin to slowly recover. Princess Zelda does not take any time off for there is much to do in rebuilding Hyrule. The chosen hero's destiny is fulfilled, but true to his charge of being Princess Zelda's knight attendant, he continues to support and protect her. Though her sacred powers have dwindled over the years, she has great hope that if everyone works together, they can restore Hyrule to its former glory and perhaps even beyond. Beautiful. So, that kind of, and again, such a massive game that just... It's such a little part of it, but that kind of covers the uh, Breath of the Wild in the whole. So we've now discussed the the first Great Calamity, and with that being said, putting an end to Ganon there, that ends the second Great Calamity. So what do they call this next one? The next game? Oh, oh, like this next event. I don't know. The third Great Calamity. I don't know. (laughs) I really don't know. But um, a few things I kind of want to mention in... We had some questions last episode, and with doing further research, um, I think I answered one, and I was telling you about this earlier. So we were talking about, like, we know how Link has kind of kept this 17-year-old, you know, body, like Mm -hmm. how he just looks like he didn't age at all. You know, he was within this stasis in the Shrine of Resurrection. Well, what I didn't know is that when Zelda went to, like, um, go and seal Ganon away into the confines of the castle waiting for Link's awakening. Um, She was actually absorbed by Ganon. So she is, like, kind of sealing him within the castle while being absorbed by him already. Yeah. So when she's freed there in the end, um, you know, she looks like she didn't age, so maybe that had some type of... It had to have had some type of, like, stasis effect, just being absorbed within Ganon. Do you think Impa's jealous? Because she's essentially kind of the same age as them, um, right? She shouldn't be jealous because she could have 
done something similar to what her sister Pura did. Yeah. Pura looks like she's like 10 years old now, <laughs> and she's older than Impa. Yeah. So again, Impa, we're that saying strange. at least like 115, 120 years old. Yeah. So Pura being even older than that, looking like a 10 year old, you know, some type of experiment went wrong there, but. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. The experiment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she, she experiments with something and it like, like backfires. Yeah. yeah. Some Benjamin Button shit. Um, so gosh, there's so much of that. Like, we could go over about this game, but with you can kind of see it in the shot here. We got a Legend uh, of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. It's like creating a champion book that I've been reading through, and it goes over a lot of the lore and a lot of just like how the game was made, the decisions that were made, like every little detail of this game. Like, there's a purpose. Yeah. To like the colors that were chosen on clothing or like the skin color. Like it was all chosen for these different races on purpose to like bring contrast out or to represent this certain curvatures of the body are to like make characters seem less aggressive or more aggressive. There was so much love that was put into this game, but just one tiny little detail that I, I really liked and wanted to make note of. I know what it is. Was what? What It's the naked 17 year old link in your book. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny. I bought the book and I was just going through like one of the first pages you see is like a design of link, but it's just showing his like body contour. But for whatever reason, it's, he's like naked and he just has straight like like, a Ken doll. doll. He's built like a Ken doll. (laughs) Damn link. I mean, he's got a good physique, but he ain't packing. No, unfortunately. Um, he ain't shooting ropes. (laughs) There are no ropes to shoot. (laughs) Uh, but it's the design of the Zora. So throughout the games where the Zora are, you know, in the game, their, their design is kind of like the same. I think of like the Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Like there's different sizes, but like they're pretty much, you know, designed the same. But where in this game, like Mifa, she has like a dolphin motif. Um, Zidane, he has like a hammerhead motif. Mm-hmm. And then King Dorfin, being the king of like the ocean, they went with a whale motif. And I just thought that was like, oh, I never noticed kiss. that one. That was so fucking cool. Yeah, that is cool. Like such a cool little detail. And again, this game is just full of just like little details like that that just get overlooked. Yeah. So like I'm really glad I bought that book because it just again brings that out. Um, so with that being said, Again, this is the end of Breath of the Wild. So let's get into like Tears of the Kingdom. We, again, are getting this game May 12th. So definitely under a month away. And we got our, the last, uh, the last trailer not too long ago. So I think it's like three actual trailers, but we've got like six or seven different videos that have shown gameplay or just like new footage. So what we've done is we've kind of, looked over those in detail um you've looked at a bunch of like theory videos yeah but we've kind of come up with our own theory and like what we think is going to happen what we would like to see so where as you were like looking up these theory videos and just different videos to help you i thought it'd be cool if i just try to come up with a theory all on my own just not you know not biased by anything else right so let's get right into that okay i'm very curious of what this is gonna be um so I could like I the way I came at it was first trailer. These are my thoughts, just like bullet points. Second trailer. These are my thoughts. And okay. then after that, I just kind of pieced in, together yeah. everything. So I'm not even going to go through like my bullet point thoughts. I'm just going to go straight into like my theory. OK. 
And again, this is just based off of what I seen of the trailer. There were times when I was like turning the uh, the the playback speed all the way down just so I could see mm-hmm. every detail in like slow motion. So my theory probably going to be laughably wrong, laughably wrong. Um, but this is going to be fun. I'm you know, already I'm laughing. excited. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. You're going to be like, you fucking idiot. How could you, you think stupid that? ass motherfucker? Let me take a little tea sip. No swag tea. Ah, non-taxed, right. baby. What'd you say? I said non-taxed. <laughs> tea tax. <laughs> All right. So my theory on what I think is going to happen and reasoning behind those things for Tears of the Kingdom. When Ganon was sealed away, Zelda's seal was weak. Because the Master Sword was never put back into the pedestal to recharge. So, I could be wrong, but I want to say this is the first game where after Ganon is sealed away, that the Master Sword is not returned. He didn't return the sword? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think so. Um, I think he kept the sword to like help Zelda with like kind of rebuilding Hyrule. Hmm. So, And again, I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. So again, when Ganon was sealed, Zelda's seal was weak because the Master Sword was never put back into the pedestal to recharge. Because from what I believe, the Master Sword is part, it's the sword that seals the darkness away. Exactly. It's, it's not literally, like, a, it's a key factor yeah, to it's, defeating Ganon. It's not a one-part seal where it's just <clears throat> like Zelda seals him away. Like, right. no, it's a two-part seal. So it it's was a, left... deadbolt. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So the Master Sword was left in a weaker state, resulting in the seal being broken very early. Because again, throughout all the other games, when Ganon is sealed away, I mean, we at least have a good, I mean, as we've seen with the Great Calamity, at least 100 years to where we don't have to deal with this shit again, you know? But I think a lot of the games, it's, it's a much longer period of time. But from what... Excuse me. What we've seen from this game in the trailers, it looks like not much time has passed at all. No. You know, months, maybe a year or two. Maybe a, a few years. Yeah. <laughs> a day later. One day later. <laughs> so, in the very first Tears of the Kingdom trailer, we see a fragile-looking arm doing what looks like holding Ganon's frail, lifeless body down. And I believe this to be the visual representation of the goddess's seal on Ganon. But in the end of the trailer, the grounds of Hyrule starts to shake. As Ganon once again breaks the seal, the result is a cataclysm of malice lifting Hyrule Castle into the air as it floats there, but also having the same effect with other terrain throughout Hyrule, creating Sky Islands. I believe that Link somehow managed to acquire some of the goddess's power since his marked arm now acts as a Sheikah Slate and allows him to use runes. So that was one thing I noticed in the trailers. He doesn't have the Sheikah Slate. He's like doing the stuff with his arm. Because mm-hmm. I remember in the trailers, it seems like the Malice kind of like scars his arm. But I want to say that arm that was holding Ganon down like kind of reaches out to him. So maybe that has kind of healed it, but also given him some of like the goddess's powers. Because again, I'm thinking that arm deals with like the goddess like sealing and holding Ganon down. Yeah. Again, could be wrong. But if you do remember, do you remember in the trailer when he's going up that like elevator with the, like the spool? 
I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. He has the Sheikah slate there. Okay. But in all the other artwork and stuff, Zelda has the Sheikah slate. You know, like the new yeah. revamped Switch looking one. Right. Well, again, my argument could be like, <clears throat> oh, well, maybe that's the very start of the game before this even happens. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like we don't know. When yeah, we don't know exactly. Are. Um, so, yes. So, again, I believe that Link somehow managed to acquire some of the goddess's power since his marked arm now acts as a Sheikah Slate and allows him to use runes. We see Zelda falling in some of the trailers with Link kind of like jumping out, lunging out to catch her. So, with with that being said, it shows her falling. It doesn't really show him falling. So, I think that's maybe when like this goddess has kind of like reached out to catch Link and that's when it kind of activated some power or something. Um, so with that being said, I think the two are separated for most of the game with Link's purpose throughout the game being finding her and obviously putting an end to Ganon. I believe that Link must let the Master Sword sleep to regain its power while Zelda is seeking out what I called these bean-like items, which I guess are the tears, the tears of the kingdom. But I called them these bean-like items because I felt like they look like beans more than tears. Um, so these bean-like items that I think are connected to the seven sages because I know there's like seven tiers. So I'm thinking they're connected to the seven sages somehow. And when she activates these items, they manifest the sages within. Um, and this like dragon looking character that we've seen in the last trailer, um, she, she may not be a dragon. She just looked like a dragon to me, but this character, I'm thinking that's one of them. That's one of the sages, whatever race, whatever type of character this is. I'm thinking that's one of the sages. So, from this massive change in terrain, many Sheikah machines and technologies have been unearthed, as well as many new creatures and monsters. The Master Sword must regain its strength, and Zelda must unlock the power of the sages to truly seal Ganondorf away before Hyrule is flooded by his evil nightmare once again. Mm. And just some last points, because um, I kind of scribbled some, like, things that contradict what I say, but, like, you know, some things that may be the case. Yeah. So I said, maybe Link's new power is some of the the goddesses, and this power is needed to activate something within the tiers, um, or it, that power is needed for sealing. Because we see um, throughout the trailers um, that they say, like, we need you, Link. You're, like, the key to, you know, pretty much... Saving the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's why they need him. Obviously, he has a Master Sword. That's needed. But maybe it's something more. Maybe it's this new power he has is needed for something with the tears. I also said there also could be a time-traveling mechanic like we see in a lot of the games because the trailer seems to show like two versions of Link. Like we see... Link wearing what I called like a dated outfit. It was very like kind of like Greek and Roman-esque. And then it showed him wearing his more like traditional kind of like, I don't know if it was the champion garb, but like, you know, like Breath of the Wild kind of attire. Yeah. And it went back and forth because when he was wearing the old stuff, like his hair was like let out and it was down and it was long and it was just like so different. Like we've seen like almost like two different versions of Link. So, again, there could be a time-traveling mechanic. Trailer seems to show two versions of Link. And maybe there will be more than one Zelda game timeline visited. 
Twilight Princess, maybe? It seemed like there was some kind of like Twilight Princess-esque stuff in the trailer. So that's all I have. And again, hmm. I'm probably terribly wrong. Honestly, there's some aspects in there that I believe to be true. Okay. Okay. So so I am I'm passing the ball to you now. So All right. What you got for me? Are we going to talk about some people's theories? Yeah. So first we're going to start off with theories that I've come across. So theories that you've come across. And again, you had told me that you watched a ton of videos. Yeah. Like 20 plus videos. Obviously, I didn't write out down every theory. Oh, but I mean, yeah. Just some ones interesting that, ones that have like different viewpoints that I definitely don't think are correct. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to at least, you know, hear it out. Interesting nonetheless. Yeah. Gotcha. So, Link, Zelda, and Ganondorf work together to stop Demise's curse. To stop the reincarnation cycle. In the most recent trailer, it seems Demise is possessing Ganondorf and the character that has Zelda's clothing is possibly Zelda possessed by Hylia. The characters have a realization that the gods are the reason for the cycle. Because, I mean, they don't, like, cognitively know about that, right? Like, the, the golden goddesses? Like, not in every timeline. You said they don't know about the... Like the cycle of reincarnation, right? Like, like they have to come across that knowledge. So until they actually find it out, you know, how would they know? Um, I really don't know because because obviously in the very beginning, goddesses kind of create everything. But I know after uh, Ocarina of Time, one of like the branches. Like, I think it's the, the timeline where, like, Ganon wins and there's, like, no hero to stop him. Mm-hmm. I know that's when the goddesses react and that's when they decide to flood the world. Right, and that's when Waker. So, with that being said, wouldn't they have to, like, know to some extent? <laughs> Beats me. You know? But if I so, then that shuts down that part of the theory. But I would think. I would think, but you never know. Yeah. <clears throat> so, the tapestry mural shows throughout the game depict the legend of 10,000 years ago when Calamity Ganon was defeated by Sheikah technology and the hero and the guardians. So the first great Calamity. Yes. Okay. Um, Though the tapestry showing Link the hero doesn't look like Link at all, as Zelda's looks like hers with her yellow hair and Link's hair doesn't. It's red and flowing. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. So this could represent Ganon instead. The problem in this theory, though, in the tapestry... Link, the hero, has green, blue eyes, and in the new trailer and artwork, Ganon has orangish-red colored eyes. So the inconsistencies inconsistencies don't quite add up on either end. Now, these could both be ignored. The hero is also still wielding the Master Sword, which is something Ganon can't do. Mm-hmm. Even though Demise's consciousness is within the Master Sword now and decaying, as said in the end of Skyward Sword, his hatred still reincarnates into Ganon. Though it's never said his consciousness is gone from the Master Sword, but it doesn't mean he can't re- ever return. Yeah. Now, the end of the latest trailer for Tears of the Kingdom appears to have revealed exactly how the Master Sword will come to be in this state. During so what when is when it's decayed? Yeah. Okay. During what is presumably the opening sequence of the game, Link is assaulted 
by a wave of malice, you know, when it was wrapping around his hand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This malice can also be seen coating the Master Sword, and it seems clear that the assault of this potent dark magic is what damages the blade, corroding it until little remains. Mm -hmm. So that's the first theory. Okay. Um, Very interesting, I will say. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, with what I said, I feel like it already kind of would contradict that. Yeah. Well, some things, but that would be interesting. Um, and it kind of goes with my theory a tiny bit where I said that, uh, that's why I think Ganon broke free from the seal is because when he fought Ganon and defeated him and Zelda sealed him away, like he didn't put the sword back in the pedestal to recover. Like he fought a malice filled opponent like Mm -hmm. that had to have damaged the sword. Yeah. And again, it wasn't like put in the pedestal to like maybe activate or like finalize the seal and also like regain its power. Yeah. That's very true. Um, and also like the, the tapestry thing just doesn't hold up. Like I could see it, how it could be maybe if he didn't have the master sword in the tapestry. Yeah. But I thought it was cool to add this theory just because of the little other minute details aside from the tapestry. But also as we know, without any spoilers, of course, it would have been cool as like a uh, like a mirror of the God of War Ragnarok tapestry. Oh, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. I think, I mean, obviously the most interesting part of that theory is like Link, Zelda, and Ganon like working together. That would be really cool. I just... Because Ganon... It would be really cool, but like, I feel like, again, that just contradicts it Ganon's character. Exactly. Like, he is hatred. Yeah. Like, again, like, I'm going to work with you, but, you know, your descendants, they, like, your ancestors, they sealed me away for 10,000 years. <laughs> but you're forgiven. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't see it. Yeah, no, I, I don't either. And I just think people would hate that. Oh, dude. People would fucking <clears throat> hate that. Yeah. They'd be livid. Yeah, I mean, if you're fighting side by side with Ganondorf. Yeah. Which, I mean, even if, like, that happened, you know, like, hey, we're still going to have to fight this fucker. You yeah. Know, he's not really going to side with Exactly. Because right? <laughs> wasn't there a portion of, what was it, maybe Ocarina of Time? No, Twilight Princess? When he's, like, not evil yet, Ganondorf? Um, That was one. I will admit I haven't beat that. I really want to go back and play that. But the only time that I can think of where, like, Ganon isn't, like, evil, 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 is in, like, Wind Waker. Like, he has reason behind what he's doing. Like, he has some type of, like, morals. Yeah. Because there's a point where, like, Zelda's kind of, like, hitting him and stuff, and he's just kind of plucking her away. He's not going to kill this kid, Mm. you know, this little girl. Whereas I think... Ganon now is like, oh, yeah, fuck you, you're dead. Yeah. You know, right. kind of thing. But you could be right. You could be right. I just don't have a lot of knowledge. Yeah, there. I don't know. But either way, it's fucking Ganondorf. Yeah. You know? But uh, interesting theory nonetheless. Yeah. But this next one, I really like. Mm. <clears throat> so, the Tears of the Kingdom title. Mm-hmm. The main characters are all in possession of a tear, it seems, from the trailer. Zelda, a yellow tear. Riju, the Gerudo, an amber tear. Oh, to represent the Riju desert. Riju has a red tear? Amber. 
amber tear? It's an amber tear, yeah. How, where do we see that? It's in the Did trailer. Someone it's in the trailer. Zoom in? Like, yeah. it shows her very briefly, mm-hmm. but it's not even a close-up. How do you even zoom in to see that? <laughs> it's in there. <laughs> Dude, I got to go back. What? Like, yeah. I knew it was Riju, but, like... Cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Riju the Gerudo has the amber tear to represent the desert. Okay. Sedan, the Zora, he has a blue tear to represent water. Tulin, the Rito, green to represent wind. And Ganon has a red tear. Now, it makes sense for Gar- or Goron to carry the red tear like Ganon has. Um, You know about... What the fuck? Oh, sorry. It makes sense for a Goron to carry the red tear like Ganon has. Right. And Yunobo is the descendant of the champion Daruk from Breath of the Wild, right? Mm-hmm. So, Riju, Sidon, and Tolan are all shown in the newest trailer. And there is only a portion of the Boulder Breaker, Daruk's signature weapon, shown in it. But the Goron Holder is deliberately not shown in the trailer. Oh, is he the one hitting, like, that rock? Uh, no. So there's like a, oh, shit. I'm trying to picture the scene. I think it's got, it's got like, um, Riju and Tolan. And then you just see like a portion next to Riju of the boulder breaker. But we know that to be boulder breaker. Yes. Like it's definitely yeah, boulder breaker. It, yeah. Yeah. You see like probably three quarters of it. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so Daruk's signature weapon is shown. But the Goron holder is deliberately not shown in the trailer or even the released artwork from Nintendo, which shows the other races. Okay. So all three of them were, were shown. So Tolan, Riju and, uh, Sidon. Sidon. Yeah. It could be that Ganondorf stole the red Goron tier, which alludes to the Goron to be a pretty prominent part of the story coming up. Um, we also see what could be a tear on a hand on Zelda's shoulder that's glowing the same color as Zelda's tear with white edges. Later in the trailer, someone who looks like Zelda, which I think could be Hylia or an early in, uh, incarnation of Zelda, also has the same tear on her necklace. You know which one I'm talking about, right? Yep. Yep. This adds up to six total tears seen or seven with the Zelda lookalike. In the 2022 trailer, we see a mural tapestry showing a figure surrounded by seven teardrop shapes mm-hmm. who we're assuming is the dragon slash goat slash Zorai. Yeah, whatever Zona, the, sorry. Yeah, this uh, race is. Yeah, like character assuming to be the Zona, a race that existed thousands of years ago in the newest trailer due to their similarities like the clothing, uh, the closed eye on the forehead, mm-hmm. which I believe to be the hand that was touching Zelda with the tear that looked like Zelda's with the white edges. Is that when they were talking about Link? Like that voice is saying like, we, we need Link pretty much. When she's talking to like Hylia or whatever, or sorry, well, Zelda. To, yeah. To yeah. Zelda. And she's just like Link. Yeah. Okay. I believe that, that was that, the okay. Zonai, the dragon character. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah. You seen the tear in the hand during that scene. Now, um, let's see. It's possible they all have a connection to the seven sages, which you referenced in your theory. 
Yeah, I just think those seven tiers are somehow connected yeah. to these seven sages. So possible for all of them to have a connection to the seven sages, a recurring group of sacred individuals in the Legend of Zelda series whose mm-hmm. purpose is to conceal Ganon. Right. Purpose. The past group consisted of Raru, Saria, Darunia, Rudo, Impa, Naburu, and Zelda. And this was the Ocarina of Time. Yes. Tears of the Kingdom could feature a new group of seven sages who wield tears, whom I believe to be Zelda, Riju, Sedan, Tulin, Yenobo, and the Zonai, and one unknown in place of the Hylia slash Zelda lookalike. With that said, Ganondorf has always sought out the Triforce, so is his ultimate goal to acquire them all, like Thanos with the Infinity Stones? And will this make passage for the Triforce? Mm. Because, you know, we don't have, we haven't seen the Triforce literally yeah. at all. So maybe the the tears are the key to the sacred room. Exactly. Exactly. Where the Triforce is. Now this theory, I believe this to be pretty on point. Okay. It, it sounds very interesting, especially with the seven like, sages like that. Just makes sense. You yes. have seven tiers. You have seven sages, because we know that from the tapestry that the seven tiers. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we have the zonai. Pretty, pretty certain that that's the zonai. Well, let's just say that's the zonai, and we're saying like that zonai is one of the sages. Why is she the focus? Right. You know. Yeah. Like if they all are just equally as important, these seven, but like she's in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Like why is she so important? It is a little. And she's just one of them, you know? Well, I think, I don't know. I, she, she might, he, she, I'm not sure what the gender is, but I don't know even if they are that important. Like they just could, could be a character they're introducing to like kind of throw people off on the story. Cause you don't want to give the whole story away in a trailer, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like that tapestry is definitely important. That is true. Um, so she might not one of the sages yeah I don't know I what I like most about that and what I didn't know is that um like someone from each of these races holds one of the the tiers and I didn't know that that's really interesting Mm -hmm. because it was just like that in Ocarina of Time yeah like it was one of the sages was one from like each of the race and then Zelda yeah and also um just a little information about uh Yonobo Daruk's descendant Mm mm-hmm um, there's a part in the trailer, like during like one of the action scenes, um, where Link is like jumping sideways to avoid like a rolling rock. Oh, I remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I, believe I couldn't like focus in on what it was, but I you remember that tell. scene. You could just see that it was like a yellow kind of figure mm-hmm. rolling towards him. But in the very back, if you zoom in, you see like two like little uh, Gorons. Oh, okay. So, so this he's could fighting. be him training with Link. Oh, okay. And if you zoom in when he's rolling towards you, his skin looks kind of burned. So, so like same kind of reminiscent to like yeah. Link. So this could mean Ganondorf stole the tear from Goron, oh. from a Goron being Unoba. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I will say when you were talking about the tears, there was like. 
uh, um, one we don't know about, right? There's yeah. like a mystery. Yeah. So there's only six shown. Six shown. Okay. Because I will say, thinking of going back to Ocarina of Time, when we were talking about the Kokiri and the Koroks, well, Saria was a Kokiri and she was one of the sages. Oh, really? Oh. So I'm wondering if you have like someone like Hess too, hmm. you know? Yeah. Has to be in one of the sages or like a Korok being one of the sages just because, again, originally you, you had a Kokiri. That's interesting. So that could maybe be the the mystery one. Yeah. I don't know. Who's to say? Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, maybe has to like plays a much bigger role in this game. Or maybe it's just the tree. Maybe it's just the, the great Deku tree. tree. <laughs> He's just sitting there, bring Ganondorf. <laughs> Y'all come to me. <laughs> but okay. no, that was that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's an cool. interesting theory. And it do, it all does kind of sound, you know, reliable. It makes yeah, like what do you like? What? There's not too much there. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. But it could just also be overthinking it. Yeah. So is Ganondorf and Demise in Tears of the Kingdom. And Demise. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in the trailer, we see a figure with long red hair and flowing robes standing with his arms spread in front of a blood moon. The figure even turns towards the camera before we get a good look uh, at their face, but we still make out his skin color and what appears to be a horn on his forehead. This figure bears more than just a passing resemblance to Demise, the original Demon King, the origin of Malice, the source of Hyrule's monsters. Many people immediately assumed we'd be getting two main villains in Tears of the Kingdom, the Gerudo King Ganondorf and the source of Malice Demise, though it seems that this figure is Ganondorf just in another form. At the bottom of the shot with the figure with long red hair, you can see stone walls and flowers, which are also seen in the shot with Ganondorf. Both figures have loose clothing and a sash over their arm. Uh, the clip cuts as Ganondorf appears to power up. He spreads his arms and screams with the tear on his forehead glowing. It seems this shot is part of a longer cutscene where Ganondorf summons his power and calls forth the monumental blood moon and transforms into Demise, where he embraces the Malice within him. Skyward Sword explains that Demise was the origin of Malice, so it's not surprising that Ganondorf takes a form that closely resembles him. Ganondorf is an incarnation of Demise's hatred, the results of a curse placed on Link and Zelda in an ancient time. It seems that the Tears of the Kingdom will explore the relationship between Demise and Ganondorf, between Malice and Calamity, with a new Malice form that closely resembles the Father of Darkness. Hmm. So what do you think about that? Because if you do watch the trailer, it definitely, definitely looks like that. Because they're in the same exact spot. Yeah. Um, the thing that stuck out to that for me, because, I mean, there wasn't much there. Right. Other than just like there being Ganondorf and Demise, yeah. not just Ganondorf. Um, I can see that being possible just because the decisions that were made with the trailer, mm -hmm. like the cinematography, like if in the end you were going to show us like a full face Ganondorf 
and like you give him some lines and stuff. Yep. Why are you also going to show this quickly turn and figure, but cut off? Yeah. Like, why did you do that in the same trailer? Mm-hmm. So I can see there being, you know, some reason like this behind that. Yeah. I just hope there is no overshadow of demise. Well, I guess of, of Ganon. Uh, like, I hope demise isn't like he's the real villain. Ganon's just this little guy. You know, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Just because, again, like that's how it started, but like, still, like we love, we love Ganondorf. We want yeah. him to be the big baddie. I don't know, man. You know, I'm kind of on the opposite side of that. Again, like, I mean, I, I th- like, I, I like Ganon, cool, but I just, again, I feel like they did Ganon justice in the in Breath of the Wild, but now you think Ganon, they did him justice? Ganon. I'm not saying like Ganon's fine. Oh. But Ganondorf, that's what we want to see. You know that's, what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's exactly what oh, I'm well, saying. Oh, well, you were saying Ganon, so I was just... Oh, well, sorry. Ganondorf. Yeah, yeah. Ganon. Yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah like, I just don't want, uh, like, Demise to be, like, the big bad guy. Yeah. And then Ganondorf just be, like, kind of pushed to the side. That's fair. That, that That's what I was saying. Yeah, I mean, in a perfect world, we get... Half of the game with one, half of the game with the other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I guess we'll just have to see. But yeah, I guess the trailer could be misinterpreted to where it could have been Demise and Ganondorf or one and the same or just a transformation. What would be cool is if it's built up to be like that to where it's like Demise is like, I'm the final boss, like... He kind of overshadows Ganondorf, but then Ganondorf is like, no, like I'm the and new takes king over. and like absorbs him. He's like, you are the old, I am the new kind of thing. Honestly, dude, I'd be that down for it. That would be awesome. I'd be down for that. That would be fucking sweet. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, we don't really have a lot of information on Demise regardless. All we know is that he came from a crack in the earth and he cursed, put this curse on people. Right. You know? Yeah. We don't even know what the fuck he is or how he got his powers or anything. Yeah. He's just like this deity from the core of the earth. Well, in the, in our last Which, by episode, the way, the, the goddess is made. Hmm? Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well, I will say in, in the last episode, our first part going through, when, when I was talking about Ganon, the way that I had worded it was his curse when he had made this vow for like reincarnated to be well for his evil to be reincarnated time and time again, the original translation, he said something along the lines of like, this is the curse of the demon tribe. Right. Which that was not what we got in the English version. Right. But that's what, that's how I said it because that was the original translation. Mm -hmm. So what is the demon tribe? You know, like you said, we don't know much. So like we could have, you know, that answered. Yeah. I would love for that to be answered. That would be cool. Sweet. There's but a lot of information we don't know. With that being said, I can definitely see this being more than just, this being a game that's more than just Ganondorf. Mm-hmm. I think Demise could play a bigger role to some extent. Yeah. yeah. But I, I agree. just think that would be so cool. Again, if he's like, it's built up to be like this rebirth of the Demon King Demise, but Ganondorf is like, fuck no. Yeah. Shit, for all we know, that scene's just like a dream Zelda's having. Yeah, yeah. Again, I think we can't say any of this is like 
you know, terrible. Like, no, nah, it's not going to be this because right. we have no clue. Yeah. You know, like they're my crappy theory is just as good as these ones. These bad ones are just as good as, you know, yeah, the good nobody ones. knows. Yeah. We have Literally. no clue. Um, so was that your last theory you noted on? Like you made note of? Yes. All right. So what are we getting into now, Robert? What we got? Okay. Are we getting to your theory or we got some stuff beforehand? <clears throat> I have a question. Okay. Beforehand. Okay, cool. Could Breath of the Wild be a sequel to Skyward Sword as Demise is reincarnated? Maybe. Could Breath of the Wild be a sequel to Skyward Sword? Are you saying that it's now going back into the timeline? Because it won't... No, like... Well, I mean, technically, yes. It was, you know, stated by, like, the makers that, like, you know, this happens... Years and years and years, thousands of years after anything that we've left off on, like Twilight Princess. Are you saying it's now that's false and it's going back and it's literally like the sequel to Skyward Sword? Maybe. It could be. It could be. I mean, they've gone back on their word with with timeline stuff. Mm-hmm. They've, they've switched things around even when it was like officially put in a book and shit. So. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. They could do it again. There's just so much time in between the two. But... Who knows? Like, especially when I think back of when I was saying, maybe there's two links and there's a time jump. Mm -hmm. Because it, what do you think about that? Do you have any opinions on that? When it shows Link, it obviously throughout these trailers, we see two versions of Link. Honestly, I didn't even pick up on that. You didn't pick up on that? So you telling me. Like that almost seems like we're going back to Skyward Sword. Yeah. Because that's not what Link wears in Skyward Sword, but that looks more reminiscent of what they would wear back in, like, the origin of everything. I mean, I definitely picked up on scenes where he didn't have that arm and then scenes yeah. where he did. Did, sorry. Because I'm trying to remember. I I, I need to watch these trailers yet again, um, especially with all this being, you know, all this stuff hitting me. But I want to say when he was wearing this like ancient, just like dated outfit, that was when he had the sword and it was just covered in malice and like really worn down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. I just think there's, I don't know. They just look, it's just so different. Yeah. Again, we have Link to where it looks like it's, you know, a direct sequel of Breath of the Wild where he's just wearing like the same right. clothes, but then this these other clothes that are like way dated and it's like hair's down. I'm like, mm-hmm. why are we seeing like these two different links? So there could be some like time jump not jump. There's like definitely going back in time, some type of time mechanic. It's definitely not Breath of the Wild time. You know, there's years at least months in between. Yeah. Or an entirely different timeline. We just don't yeah, know. I think it could very well be both. Yeah, it could yeah. be. Again, I, I think we are seeing... um, Like, it's not like this is like a day later, mm-hmm. you know? It's nothing like that. But there's at least months and maybe a few years max. Because yeah. when it shows... I don't know how the... I want to say the Gerudo age kind of normally, like humans do, Hylians do. I know it's the Zora that age much slower. But it shows Riju, and she looks maybe, you could argue, a little bit older. Yeah. Well, she does. She looks a little older. She cuts her hair. It's not like she looks like Urbosa. Yeah. Oh, dude. 
So when we were talking about the tears and I mentioned Sadan, I forgot to mention in one of those scenes, he has the fucking crown. Oh, so he has his father's crown. So he gets kinged at some point, but in the official artwork, he does not have it. But in the trailer, he does. So you've looked at these leaked official artworks? No, this is released ones. Oh, released ones. I did ones. see some leaked ones, but... Does that affect any of this stuff? No, it doesn't. Oh, okay. Uh, no, i just seen, like, Link's, like, new armor sets, which were pretty cool. Yeah. But no, I didn't see any, like, spoilers. It's all in Japanese anyway. Yeah, that is true. Come on, translators! I know, Translate right? Translate this shit for us! <laughs> uh, is that the only question you had? Hold on, hold on. What was the question again? Could Breath of the Wild be a sequel to Skyward Sword? Did you answer the question? I don't have an answer. You don't have an answer? No. I mean, I I have a theory later that kind of hits on this. My answer is no, but I think we could see us traveling back in time to that somehow. Somehow. Because in Breath of the Wild, it does take place on Skyloft, Mm -hmm. which is like above Hyrule, I'm pretty sure. So we do see like that kind of mechanic of there being like Hyrule, but also oh, you mean well, Skyward they're, Sword? They're, Skyward Sword. Yeah, we we see that mechanic of like there being these like big land masses in the air, but also like the ground level and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So no, but like again, we could we could see that. Yeah, going back in time or something along those lines. But I don't I don't think it's like a direct sequel. Mm-hmm. So, one more question. Okay. At the very end of the trailer, Zelda says, Link, you must find me. You must find me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's what kind of, like, solidified, like, okay, this game, they're going to be a part, and that's, like, part of the game is trying to find Zelda or Zelda finding Link. Huh. Never played a game like that. Whoa. Um, (laughs) Nintendo. Surprise, surprise. But, um... With that being said, who knows? Maybe a big thing that they haven't showed us in this game is maybe there are parts of the game where you play Zona. That's also a possibility. But I'm not theorizing, but I'm saying like that. Who knows? Like, I mean, it would be yeah, cool. It would be cool. Could you see her in, in like three outfits yeah. at least in the trailers? I'm just wondering when she says that, Link, you must find me. Is she like, is she trapped somewhere? You know? That's a good question, too. Because, again, I, in the trailers, you see her, like, falling. Mm-hmm. And but the thing is, in the trailer, you see her falling. Link is very close to, like, grabbing her. Yeah. But I'm thinking he misses. But with her falling, Link was very close. We would have seen Link falling, too. You know, with the distance it showed of her falling. But yeah. Link was not, you know, not following. He was, you know, someone caught him. And she also had, like, a yellow aura around her like stomach. Yeah. And again, that could be like you said, something could have been like a dream that Zelda was having. That could have been a dream Zelda was having. That could have been a dream Link was having. Yeah. Where Link is just so like caught up on like, I need to find Zelda. I need to find Zelda. I need to protect her. I'm her knight. So maybe he's having this nightmare of him losing her or something. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, but at the very end, Zelda says, Link, you must find me while looking with the master sword in hand. Is she living in the current time with the ancient Zonai? And why is she looking up? Because as we know, they haven't existed for thousands of years. Can you tell me more about the Zonai? I can. Um, sorry, not to like get away from that question, but I'm just like, 
when I seen, I guess, what is the Zonai? Are, are, is the Zonai these new, like, Sheikah-like technology constructs? Yes. Is that the Zonai? No, they're not Zonai, but they're they're made with Zonai technology. It's ancient I, I Zonai just, technology. I just thought this was, like, more Sheikah stuff. Are they connected somehow? Like, how is that not Sheikah technology? We're not sure. You know? We're not sure. Because it looked very, like, similar. Those could have been, see, the, I said that they were Sheikah technology because when we had this great, you know, the great calamity 10,000 years ago, like we have 10,000 years of just like erosion and shit. Yeah. So that's why when like the castle is like lifted up with malice and everything is just unearthed, I felt like it unearthed these new technologies, these new Sheikah technologies that were long forgotten yeah. 10,000 years ago that were originally created to maybe fight Calamity Ganon. Yeah. Along with like new creatures and like monsters that have just like lived underground for thousands of years. <laughs> yeah. Because we see a bunch of new like creatures in the trailers, like that giant like fucking like almost like centipede mm-hmm. monster. I'm like, that could have been you know, alive earthed in there for thousands of years. <laughs> um, I don't know. So many questions. So yes. With that being said, tell me about the Zonai. All right. While little is known about the Zonai. Oh, okay. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> it is known that they were a savage warlike tribe from the Farron region. The Zonai appear to have vanished a long time ago. Many of their relics are tied to the ancient shrines and their powerful barbarian set is gifted by the monks found in ancient shrines Shrines at the heart of three massive mazes. The North Lome Labyrinth, the South Lome Ramp... Yeah, God damn, I can't talk. South Lome Labyrinth and the Lome Labyrinth Island. You know which ones I'm talking about, oh, right? Oh, okay. You know the big-ass mazes in yep. Breath of the Wild? Yeah. Oh, so that was created by the Zonai. That just must have been mm-hmm. lore I completely... Forgot about when I originally played the game. Yeah. Uh, the mazes themselves appear to be related to the tribe, but their exact relationship remains unknown. In the revealed trailer, Link and Princess Zelda are seen exploring a vast cave system with many Zonai-made stone monuments, such as pillars and animal carvings. In the second trailer, Link is seen using a weapon attached to a shield that resembles a Zonai dragon head sculpture to blow fire onto an, onto an unnamed enemy. In the 10-minute gameplay demo, Link obtains a Zonai charge when defeating a scout construct on a sky island, confirming a connection between constructs in the sky and the Zonai on the surface. Okay. All right. Hmm. Kind of makes me think, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but like the Zonai have these constructs as well. The Sheikah created these. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe that was just like forgotten history. Could be. Like, part of the reason the Sheikah created these were to, like, you know, fight the Zonai. Because maybe they were siding with, like, Ganon or something. Yeah, because we don't know the exact timeline. We just know that it was a long time ago. Yeah. But... But also... They're unearthed, right? And so are the Sheikah things. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So... Yeah, it's... (laughs) I guess we'll learn more about that, but... A little vague... And we're think so. Are you thinking that? Okay, so you think this dragon goat, whatever this race is, is the Zonai? I believe you believe it's the Zonai. Okay. But fucking that highly a Zelda figure. Well, I that th- could also be Zonai. I think that is, um, 
I think that is Hylia. Like, I think there's more to Zelda's powers that have maybe yet to have been unlocked. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm thinking when she has these tears, it like man either like allows her to like tap into whoever is you know these tears represent or something. So that's why I thought that was Hylia, but that was also still Zelda. That was Zelda when she has it like connected because remember it shows her showing the tear and it's like I know what I have to yeah. do, and then we see the clip of this highly a figure, but it's she's wearing the tear because everything else that they're wearing is exactly the same. Yeah. Hi, let's just call her highly a highly and Zelda wearing the same earrings, same like headband, same like the necklace. It's all like the same. It's just like there's very the little features very that don't look the same. Yeah. So most of it very similar. Yeah. <clears throat> but yes, I want to say that is highly in, yeah. in some way. We shall see. All right. When the dragon Zonai figure is shown in the trailer, they appear battle-worn, and there is a Gerudo and a Rito figure behind them. But upon further inspection, it does not seem there are any characters that we're familiar with. So it's not Riju, and it's not... Um, what the fuck's his name? Tolan. Um... So this could definitely indicate that all three of these characters could be from a different timeline and they could be the champions of the past. It's hard to say exactly what era they're from, however, since the Gerudo can be shown with the scimitar of the seven, but it looks corroded from malice. So this could, so could this scene be exactly where Ganondorf dies? The arm of this Zonai dragon figure resembles the one in the scene with the dead Ganondorf. So, you know, the one that's like, holding him, mm-hmm. his corpse or whatever, or like sealing him. Right. Which is also the same arm that Link gets. Yeah, well, that's... Not wh- the same one, but it looks yeah. just like it. That's why I said, because again, to me, that was like a representation of like yeah. the goddess sealing Ganon away, but the arm looks frail, so the seal was weak. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the arm that then reached out to catch Link as Zelda was falling. That's how he has the power. So that's why I was saying yeah. maybe he has this power, this goddess power, and that's why that's one of the reasons why they need him. Maybe Hylia's power is now not complete because she gifted some of it to Link, and that's needed to complete some seal or something. And yeah. that's why they really need Link along with the Master Sword. So that's why I think Link has I mean, this that... power because he was kind of caught. Mm-hmm. I want to say, I'm guessing he was caught by whoever that arm belonged to. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense to me. Because as we know from the trailer, um, Ganon wakes up when they step foot in there. Yes. I'm just wondering, where is there? Is that underneath the castle? Like, where is there? Where yeah, are they? I think it's, like, underneath the castle It would something. have to be, right? Like, that's where he's, like, sealed. I, I, I know it's some kind of... I don't know exactly. Yeah, like, I just... Because, again, during the battle, he's sealed away... But, you know, he just kind of, like, disappears and is sealed away. Like, does it just automatically put him underneath the castle? Yeah, like, yeah. I need to know more. But, again, that could have been the goddess, and she sensed the spirit of the hero there and, like, caught after him and mm-hmm. was able to catch him, but maybe not Zelda. But where Zelda fell to, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, where she fell to could have been... Whoop, 
a different world. It could have been low rule yeah. or something. Yeah. And, and from the trailers and some gameplay, we do know that there is like underground. Yeah. Parts. I mean, I think I'm not, I don't, I'm not super familiar with the lore, but you have high rule and you also do have low rule, which kind of like, I think they like exist on the same plane. Hmm. So who knows? That's why I put in my theory that we could be seeing different elements of like different like Zelda games in the past. Yeah. Like, well, whether it's like a, like a twilight world or something from like twilight princess or like a low rule from like a link between worlds, a links, links awakening, not links awakening, but like a link to the past. Like we could be seeing different aspects. Obviously it seems like we're, we're seeing some like skyward sword stuff. So no telling. Literally. (laughs) So, um, there's also a shot with Link inside Hyrule Castle, and it seems put together and radiating with particles of white light, which are often in scenes with Princess Zelda. However, Link already has the green arm, and Ganondorf is nowhere to be seen in this shot. So, Link has the arm, and Hyrule Castle looks great. So either this is before the calamity or way in the fucking future when it's repaired. Yeah, no, that could literally be like the end of it or something. Yeah. That could be literally the last scene of the game. Could be. You know? <laughs> like, hey, we finally did it and here we are back at the castle. Yeah. <laughs> no telling. Um, the shot with Ganondorf slash Demise and the new trailer is taken directly from the Great Plateau on top of the Shrine of Resurrection, as you can see Mount Satori and the Colosseum Ruin Cliffs. Ganondorf looks like he's standing on top of a new Zonai structure, which wasn't present during Breath of the Wild. In the distance, you can see Mount Hebra doesn't have a giant hole in its side either, a hole that was created by the Divine Beasts in the battle 10,000 years ago. Which would mean that this is a shot from the past before Ganondorf became the Calamity. Because hmm. we obviously see locations that we've explored in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And we see a lot of new, like, landmarks and stuff. Like, I don't know what it is, but you remember that, like, big, giant, like, circular, like, gate-looking thing mm-hmm. that we see? <clears throat> like, it's giant. Like, that wasn't in Breath of the Wild. And I don't think... You know, just like the ground breaking and they're becoming like Sky Islands is just going to make this giant like circular thing just appear there. So, yeah, no, that could definitely be something from like, you know, the long forgotten past. Right. So, are you ready for my theory? It appears that the character resembling Zelda in the game is likely an ancient Zonai Zelda. Tears of the Kingdom, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, could also be considered the true prequel to Skyward Sword and possibly the resurgence of the Demon King demise. The prequel? The prequel. The premise of the game reveals that the goddess Hylia lifted the Triforce and the islands you traverse skyward to escape a great calamity of the surface, mirroring what happens to Hyrule Castle in the game. The game's logo depicts two interlocking Zonai snakes forming an Ouroboros, a symbol of infinity or loop. This symbolism suggests the possibility that the entire Zelda timeline may be a never-ending cycle. 
The curse that Demise cast upon the ancestors of the goddess and the hero could be represented by the two snakes, indicating that Ganon's return is inevitable, as we know. Notably, the only remaining link to Skyward Sword exists in the form of the three springs in Breath of the Wild, being courage, power, and wisdom. Making Tears of the Kingdom the final piece of the Triforce puzzle. It is interesting to note that Skyward Sword dealt with Demise and power, Breath of the Wild centered around wisdom and Zelda connecting with the goddess, and Tears of the Kingdom is focusing on Link and courage. Hmm. That would be that would be really incredible. Yeah. <clears throat> Although, oh, it acting as not only the prequel but the sequel. Yeah. Whoa. So, with that theory. That means the Legend of Zelda, this would basically be the end game. You know what I mean? But also the origin. Mm-hmm. Mm. So like finally putting an end to the cycle? We don't know. Or just beginning it over again. Mm. So we see Ganondorf, we see Demise, yeah. we see perhaps Hylia, perhaps Zonai, yeah. Zelda... Because I remember in the lore for the first Great Calamity, like, it's Ganondorf trying, like, he's putting an end to the cycle. Wait, what? Like, he's he's trying to put an end to the cycle of reincarnation. Right, yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering if, like, that will be... Like, I, I don't know what that would say for, like, the future for Zelda. Yeah, Exactly. Although, with the appearance of the Master Sword in Tears of the Kingdom, this could prove my theory wrong. So here's another theory added onto that. Zelda time travels because Zelda and Link are separated, and Zelda gets the Master Sword from the past. But this could be a stretch. Because she does have, in the trailers, the Master Sword. Hmm. And when she's holding that tear, Mm -hmm. the Master Sword's right behind it. I don't know if you picked that up. I didn't. I didn't. And that's when she's got like her short hair and like that white dress. Right. And so she's, I'm assuming that she's on the Skyloft. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. Um, so that is what I assume to be the past. Right. Gosh. Or actually, I don't know. I don't know. Like it adds up, but man, it's just so much there. It's just like, it's hard to like, kind of like grasp. I know. It is. Um, but I, I do think whatever they do with Tears of the Kingdom, it's going to be like incredible, like storytelling. It's going to be a mind fuck. Yeah, I think like it's it already a mind fuck. I think it's going to be a mind fuck. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> it's going to be a total mind fuck, but in like such a good way. Yeah. Like I think we're really going to get some good storytelling here. That's kind of what I kind of came up with. I just wasn't sure. Yeah. And there's like. Some things that could be a little iffy, but that like the mean, Ouroboros, like yeah. I was, no, just, I thought I was, was just like, really cool. there's like something to do with this mm-hmm. and this, yeah, like you see like ancient shit, mm-hmm. and then we're seeing the Skyloft, the like this like like this part right here, um, Skyward Sword, and possibly the resurgence of the king, 
Demon King Demise. So, Skyward Sword, the premise of the game, reveals that the goddess Hylia lifted the Triforce and the islands you traverse Skyward to escape the Great Calamity. Like, that is stated in Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. So that would mean the future, right? Again, like, it, it's just a lot. It's hard for me to, like, wrap my mind around it. Yeah, I know. Um, but, yeah, no, I could I could see that. Like, that, that, it makes sense. It makes sense. But, again, like, with all these theories, that's why I say we can't say any of them are wrong because we're just given such a little piece yeah. from all these trailers, just a little piece of this game, and we're just trying to, like, connect it. Yeah. You know, connect the dots. And with doing that, you have to create dots. Yeah. Um, so. Right. But with that just little bit of information, it just seems like it's going in a circle. Mm-hmm. It's like Tears of the Kingdom being the sequel to Breath of the Wild, being, being the prequel to Skyward Sword, and it's just a never-ending yes. loop. Yeah. That would really emphasize how, like, you know, just this, like, cycle of reincarnation. Yeah. Like the full circle. Mm-hmm. Wow. And again, like, that would be awesome, but I'm just wondering, it's hard not to ask, like, where would that put the future of Zelda, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, obviously, you're not going to be like, hey, this is our last Zelda game. Yeah. You know? They're like, by the way, <laughs> after uh, Tears of the Kingdom, Age of Calamity is canon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I think Age of Calamity, just going back to that real quick, I haven't finished it, so I haven't pieced together, like, the full story. But from what you see online, people are saying, like, you know, it's not canon, but then some people are like, well, it can be canon. I feel like it could just come down to one of those things where it's like, it's not canon, but be it can be canon. It's just kind of creating another, like, you know, like, time... Time hold time loop. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't even know what to call it. This whole another another timeline. This whole franchise is just a black hole. It's all yeah. over the place. Yeah. I what I will love is if again with with each new and we had mentioned this before, but with each new like Zelda game, we fill in blanks, but we're also left with more questions. Mm-hmm. Like hopefully we do more of filling in blanks with this. Oh yeah. You know, with this game. I'm, I'm hoping so, dude. Yeah. Um, so I feel like just this, these trailers alone have just yeah. opened up so many more questions than we had and during breath of the wild. Now that I think about it, when I say the future of Zelda, like we could always have more Zelda games just take place and fill in some of those, those timeline like blanks. Yeah. Those timeline holes, you know? Very true. Like, I mean, fuck. Like, what happens directly after, like, Twilight Princess? Yeah. Or, like, what happens directly after, like, I don't know if it's really a trilogy, but, like, <clears throat> the like the Wind Waker games where you have, like, Toon Link. Mm-hmm. Like, Wind Waker and the Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. Like, what happens after that? We could have games there. Yeah. I mean, shit. There's always that 10,000-year gap. <laughs> Yeah. I Although mean, there's, it's there's, not like not every game has Ganon. Yeah. I mean, every game has Ganon, but he's not always the bad guy. Right. Right. Just 90% of the time. But, um, but that is really cool. I mean, that's a really good theory. I'm just that curious. That just makes a lot of sense. Just reading that, that makes a lot of sense. That would be, that would be really sick. 
That in comparison to the other theories you went over, that's definitely the coolest one. You think so? I think so. Yeah. Like that's incredible. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, like, do you have? Because when I went through mine, I was just trying to like explain things. Do you have those questions answered? Like, what do you think? Like, how do you think Link is kind of? What do you think this power is that he has? I have no like. Idea. Why do you think? I mean, we kind of see why his arm is like scarred, but like, well, why does it now have this power? Because the malice kind of like scarred it. The crazy thing about the arm is that that uh, that Zonai or dragon person they have that shit too. Oh, when it shows them putting their hand on Zelda's shoulder, yeah, like you see, it's like dark and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't know. <laughs> I do remember seeing a theory that that was Link. and That that, that was Link. That that was Link. Well, that was like... It doesn't the, make sense. The spirit of the hero then. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, then I that mean, would be Zona It doesn't Zelda. have to always be Link, but in the games we've played, it's always been Link. Right. You know? Yeah. But that'd definitely be an interesting Link, that's for sure. Yeah. But you could tell by the dialogue... That it's definitely not. Yeah. Because he's like mentioning, he's like, we need Link. Yeah. Right, right. Or or we need like your hero of this time. Yeah. Like I was the hero of my time, but like we need Link, the hero of this time. Perhaps. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Um, But I am interested to see if Zelda ever meets Tipima. (laughs) Nope. Damn it. (laughs) Nope. You're not getting me. (laughs) You bastard. That was too easy. Tip of my dick. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, Tip of my, I've never heard of this character. And I really doubt that Robert knows a character I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Damn you. Good try, though. Good try. <laughs> um, but with that being said, do you have anything else? Is there anything else you, like, want to say? Um, no. The floor is yours. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I got, I got nothing else other than just like, I'm, I'm super excited for the game. I'm super excited to see how this actually unfolds Mm -hmm. and to see if like we were right with anything at all. Yeah. You know, I'm very interested to see. Yeah. But, um, if not, we could, uh, wrap it up right there. All right. So again, that has been episode 26 of the hardcore podcast. Um, where we talked about, you know, we wrapped up the Breath of the Wild and we talked on our thoughts on Tears of the Kingdom. We hope you enjoyed and we're going to have something cool for you next week. We'll see you then. Peace. See you. Tipama. Who's Tipama? Tipama who? Do you speak Sukundese? Tipama. You said Sukundese. Do you speak suck on these? Suck on these? Suck on these nuts! Whoa! This guy, am I right? Link, you must find me. Listen! (laughs) Bring Navi back.